this might be a tough decision right now. Well, my but team did not just absolutely some NFL games that were like, right. whoa. I actually don't have a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, welcome to Scrum Tone. Uh, we have another guest here on the League of the Wings. It's the WWE countdown. Is that what? I've never doing? watched a single thing of WWE. I've seen like maybe like highlights on like from Twitter because those fans are wild. They love their WWE. Do you know that it's real? Yeah, of course it's real. I yeah. see them fighting on the, in the videos. How could it not be real? You're telling me that's animated? Um, speaking of wrestling, go watch the show Glow. It went on three seasons and got canceled because of COVID. Right when, oh man, like fourth season was about to be a banger. I could tell, but unfortunately, shit happens. Still, go watch it. It's the second season was the best seasons in all of television. I believe that. So, that's Titus's television slash movie recommendation of the day right before we get started with our little thingamabob yeah what's this what's this little thing called our um, little our little thing what's it called uh kids with divorced parents oh no <laughs> go watch kids with divorced parents new podcast caleb and licia are hosting um if you don't know caleb he's the man sitting next to me yeah and i'm this guy i'm, I'm if you don't I'm know licia good yeah um <laughs> You can find out on Kids with Divorced Parents, episode one, featuring Joshua Frie, a guest, to yes. just start off that, that that series. Yeah. I'm very proud of you guys. Thank you know, you. it's it's a lot to just, like, talk about it, but to actually go through with it, that's a whole different story. So. I, I think it was a little premature. I mean, I'm going to talk more about it on the actual podcast, because that, that's where all the energy should go, but I think it was a little bit... A little bit too uh, premature, if that's the worst, because I did not have a very good intro and I didn't even have the logo in it, in which this man's creating for. Doesn't matter for us. For tunes for two, so me and I had to record that shit three different times (laughs) in one night. I remember that was bad because we had never recorded anything ever. We were just like, "We're gonna start a podcast." I'm like learning mics on the fly, and now look where I am. You're a millionaire podcaster on League of the Wings. Yeah. I guess I haven't gone that far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. If you haven't watched Kids with Divorced Parents, I talked about how I put this poster up since the last League of the Wings episode. I love it. That's all I have to say about it. The Five Bloods. Go watch on Netflix. Now let's actually talk about football. Because football is coming back. What are we doing right now? What is this episode all about? This episode, like... An episode we did one year ago. Maybe not today. Probably oh, fuck. Not today. Wait. <gasps> I forgot. This is our year one. <laughs> this is this our is year. the anniversary episode. Ayo. <laughs> We've been um, here for an entire year, sorry bitches. For those annoying noises. No. This is not one of those podcasts that you can just listen to while you go to sleep. I'll tell uh, you that. Yeah. This is the type you listen to when you work out. Yeah. Question mark. Um, I don't even know if I would do that, but sure, if you want to. Well, if you're running a 5K, doing the Ironman. I don't think this would be good for keeping pace in a 5K, but... Or doing an Ironman. Sure. Olympics, if you're an Olympian. (laughs) This is a great podcast for (laughs) you. The official (laughs) podcast of the U.S. Olympic team. (laughs) League of the Wings. We don't even talk about the Olympics. We just talk about football. Yes. 
except for like one time but <laughs> um yeah so one year ago today we started our fantasy football league and that was going to be the basis of the podcast but really we decided since that you know just talking about football in general is good enough and you know fantasy stuff can be secondary and we did these predictions about how the football season would go uh such as divisional winners and who would win the nfl awards by the end of the year like mvp yeah and we're going to do essentially the same thing again we're going to do the nfl awards and we're also going to predict the seeding by the end of the season. So, like, who gets the bye in the playoffs, who who won their division, who made the wild cards, and then everything else. And that's going to be difficult, but we've already done it, so it wasn't that difficult, I guess. But yes. we're going to tell you about how that went. And I still haven't seen Caleb's predictions. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to look at. Uh, I did the AFC side. He did the NFC side. And there's a point system. I accidentally forgot to do the a- NFC. I, I did the NFL awards, but I. Oh, okay. But I will do that quickly. That is fine. I can. While I'm sorry I go about over that. mine. Yes. It's all good. Um. But I just want to say one last thing about the anniversary. I can't believe it's been like a year already, man. Like that's. It feels like we just started it yesterday. This man has not skipped a week since. One. I never. have. <laughs> <laughs> but he has not. Actually. You kind of did with the Funky Fresh episode. Yeah. But that was, with, that was a suggestion from me. That was not his own, like, suggestion. Yeah. I, w- I, I asked him, yo, you need to take a break. Can we do Funky Fresh episode? So <laughs> I'm still going to say he hasn't skipped a week. Well, you edited that podcast, yeah. so you still haven't skipped a week. Because the editors, they matter too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And Funk, Funky Fresh episode was one of my favorite episodes to uh, re- uh, edit. because Says a lot about his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. The last podcast was one of my favorites to edit as well. Oh. Because of the mini vlog inside of it. And oh, weird, that's right. Fun. You were telling me about yeah. that. You love that mini vlog. But I guess we can just jump into it right now because we yeah. kind of already ranted like we usually do. Yeah. So actually, these predictions may not be completely up to date. I did this earlier in the summer when other things were not as certain, but I'm just going to roll with it because I like how it looks. And I, I don't think any changes I would have made by now are that substantial so we'll just go from bottom of the list to top of the list bottom being the bad teams top of the list being the team with the bye week in the playoffs so here we go bad teams 16th seed probably going to get the uh number one pick in the nfl draft 2022 um still not exactly certain who's that going to be i feel like every year we have like a pretty good idea who's going to be the number one pick like trevor lawrence was like the shoe in but I haven't really heard anyone say, like, oh, this guy's definitely going to be the number one pick. So it's going to be interesting to see in college football this year. Maybe we should talk about college football at some point. Who oh, knows? yes, sir. Um, we should have um, Trey on that podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Trey, Trey's our resident college football fan. I mean, I've always been in college football because I lived in Alabama, Alabama fan. But I don't keep up with it as much anymore as Trey does. Texans are my 16th seed in the AFC why because they basically lost all their players and if they didn't lose all their players cough cough deshaun watson then they lost all of those players uh in loyalty and motivation so it's just going to be a mess i think i still think deshaun watson is going to play good but even when he played good last year with better weapons they still didn't get far 
So that's a problem. I think they had four wins, maybe five at max. Like for someone who put off, who had the most passing yards in the season and could have had like MVP, like an MVP tape, if his team had just won, like that's insane for it to only be like four wins. Um, that just goes to show you how bad <laughs> the team is. Uh, there is a new coach, I think, that could help. Um, they got rid of. Did they get rid of David Johnson? I don't know. Maybe still on the team, but I know they have other running backs in that group. Their number one wide receiver, I think, is Brandon Cooks. Maybe a guy to look out for in fantasy if Deshaun Watson does end up staying before the season starts. But I feel like everyone's just afraid to touch anyone in the Texans because it's so uncertain what's going to happen. And my prediction is he'll probably get traded midseason once, I don't know, Panthers realize Sam Darnold sucks. Or, I don't know, Broncos realize uh, Teddy Bridgewater isn't the way to go. Who knows? I'm not saying that is definitely the case for either of those two teams, but if that happens, like Deshaun Watson's on the table. We already know that they have been in trade talks with the Eagles, and for whatever reason that hasn't panned out. Oh, um, wait, a little update on the Watson. Okay. I was I'm, was meaning to tell you this, but this, this is so fucking funny and such an Eagle thing to happen, but Watson said no to the Eagles. He doesn't want to be an Eagle. Oh, he has the no trade clause yeah. in his contract, so he didn't want to go to the Eagles. <laughs> yeah yikes so oh. i think i think it's it's either the dolphins or the panthers i believe i may be wrong about the panthers that's but crazy why wouldn't you want to go play for Devonte smith like that's what i'm saying and he's lost so much to the fucking colts like he knows the colts coach in that sense i mean the eagles coach who yeah. was the colts coordinator i mean you know what they're capable of at least oh well jaguars are my next team up 15th seed i think they won't do as bad as people think they could um like their low end their floor versus their ceiling okay their floor a lot of people say they could just go back to where they were last season and get the number one pick i don't think that's gonna happen i don't even think it's gonna be that close necessarily their ceiling i think could be around like 0.500 0.500 uh, 1%. So I don't know. It's like 8778. And no, it's not. What is it? How many <laughs> games are there? 8989. <laughs> um, it could be around there. But I'm going to have them at 512. Because firstly, I think they're in a tough division um, with the Colts and the Titans. Uh, a lot of people undermine this division just because it does have the Texans and does have the Jaguars. But Titans Colts is like. That's a battle at the top, and to have to face those teams four times a year, I mean, yikes. Jaguars are going to have a tough time with them. Um, I think they'll be able to pull off one of the wins, though. Uh, And Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's going to have to get his bearings, and he's not going to have a lot with him. Travis Etienne got injured. Uh, I don't really know how their offensive line is. We'll have to see. Tim Tebow isn't there to guide him anymore. Like, he's just going to have to be making things up on the fly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and also their defense. I don't really know much about their defense either. I know they have a great cornerback, but other than that, I don't really know. So five twelve with potential to go a lot further in the coming seasons because Trevor Lawrence, I think, is that guy. And Urban Meyer has proven success, but only in college football. So could be a Nick Saban situation. Who knows? Next up, fourteen Raiders. Also five twelve. A lot of people may be surprised by this. I know a lot of Raiders fans think that they can actually make the playoffs. 
and this isn't to say anything against Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is great. This doesn't say anything against Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller is great. Josh Jacobs, he's okay. I had him in fantasy last year. He was on and off. I think they could do more with Josh Jacobs. Um, maybe it's an offensive line problem. I don't know. But overall, their defense is an issue. I don't know why they can't just solve this defense. I, I, it's just crazy to me. Gruden, get your shit together. Otherwise, your job's on the line. A lot of people think he would have been already fired if his name wasn't John Gruden. So, Raiders, I am not optimistic about how things are looking, honestly. Um, you didn't get a better weapon necessarily for Derek Carr, which I think you should have. I think Derek Carr is good enough to really take you guys to the playoffs if it was a well-rounded team. Not to say he's no Aaron Rodgers, but still. And it looks like Derek Carr is looking towards Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is looking towards him. Who knows which way that could like go. Derek Carr could go, Devontae Adams could go. So let's say best case scenario, you guys do go 5-12 and then get Devontae Adams. Just take that win. Take that as a win. Fuck this season. Hope that Devontae Adams wants to leave the Packers and take him into the Raiders. I think you guys would be good on the offensive end at that point. You would just really need to focus on defense um, from here on out. So, yeah, that's my take there. Broncos, 6-11. I actually, I don't know. I've talked to Trey, our resident Broncos fan, a lot about the Broncos. And he's convinced me that they could do very, very well. And I've looked into their, um, their squad, and I think, yeah, maybe they could do very, very well. Because I think they are a well-rounded team, actually, as opposed to the Raiders. The only issue is they don't have a Derek Carr. Not to even say Derek Carr is that great, but it's just to say that the other two options are that bad. Bridgewater and Locke. They need, a, they need something. People are even looking at Cam Newton, a guy with a noodle arm who's 32 years old. They're like, hey, this guy could come in and save the Broncos. That's how bad Bridgewater and Locke are in the eyes of everyone watching, basically. So Broncos, I'm not optimistic about you guys. But if one of these quarterbacks does surprise us, I would not be surprised if you guys end up with, like, more than a winning record. Like, let's say 10-7. I don't know if it would be enough to make the playoffs, honestly, but it could be close. Because you have a good pair of receivers, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Melvin Gordon, I think, is, you know, good enough. Offensive line, I hear, is great. Uh, defense, pretty good, too. Um... Yeah, I think there's a lot to be faithful about in the coming seasons. I just do not know if this is the one considering the quarterback scenario. So there's where I am on that. Bengals is at 12-6-11. This could be the season that they do better potentially than 6-11. But I'm just going to be a little cautious about it because it's very hard to tell. Like, is Joe Burrow really the answer? He got injured. We can't really tell based off of everything we saw last year he was pretty decent up to that point but is decent enough with this squad i don't know i he, i mean i'm looking at the wide receiver depth pretty good um everyone's pretty confident about joe mixon as a running back i don't really know much about him whatever uh did they improve their offensive line that was a huge criticism a lot of people said no they didn't defense i hear was pretty good because even without joe burrow last year they were getting wins strictly off their defense so i think they have enough uh, manpower to get that job done i think it's just very up in the air uh i think i could easily see this being nine eight eight nine but for now i'm just going to be cautious and say six eleven 
All right, so those are what I considered bad teams <laughs> in the little sidebar where I talk about the seeding. Now we're into the on-the-bubble teams in the AFC. Jets come in 11th at 7-10. This may surprise a lot of people. They were the second pick in the NFL draft. Um, but I really do like what they did in the draft and what they did in the offseason in general. Simply put, their playmaking and play calling was horrendous. And I think they have changed it around with getting their new young quarterback, Zach Wilson, the uh, guys that can make plays. They got playmakers, such as Corey Davis. I think he's going to do a great job. He comes from the Titans, where A.J. Brown was the number one receiver, and they weren't even throwing to him too much because they had Derek fucking Henry. So, And even Johnny Smith was doing a great job, and now he's with the Patriots. Um, I think Corey Davis will be able to take the step up and really show the NFL, like, yo, I am that receiver. Just put me in a different scheme. So, uh, Jets, I, I think you will be able to do well with him. Zach Wilson has looked great this preseason. 7-10, just a lot of people may say that's not a good record, but like just take it as it is, just out of context from, not out of context, but with the context of last season was that bad. 7-10 is a win to me. Like that is progress. And what's not progress? Steelers number 10 at 9-8. Big hot take right here. One of the hottest takes I'll ever have, maybe. What do ever? you think? What do you think about Steelers at 9-8? You know, how they ended last year, I would not be surprised because Big Ben, Big Ben is getting old. Uh, their defense, I don't know how many people went away, how many losses they had on that defense. Yeah. But they can only hold out for such a long time. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a bunch of close games, though. Very, very close games. But I just think that the tide has turned. And they're going to lose some of those close games in which they won last year. Exactly. Now, I'm missing one team, and I don't know who it is. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams? Yes. Okay, that's one division. Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. I think I got all of them. No, you don't have Bears. Bears? Oh, I'm missing the Bears. Thank you. All right. That was quick. Um, Steelers, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. If we're going to weigh the Buccaneers season, their Super Bowl winning season, so heavily from the fact that they ended the season well, then why wouldn't we look at the Steelers with how badly they ended their season and say, like, they're going to go into next season with that in mind, like, mm. with that, like, trend. They're going to start with that trend, basically. Yeah. Because, like, Buccaneers ended so great, everyone's like, why wouldn't they continue off of that, you know, trend? Same thing with the Steelers. Same logic should apply. Yeah, because they, they ended 12-4, and 4, in which they started 11-0. and 0. So they right. lost the... Five, they lost... That's 1-4. They lost, yeah, 1-4 in, in the last... Five games. Or 1-5 in, in the last five games. Right, because so the playoffs, game as well. Yeah. Um, ben Roethlisberger, I think, is just getting too old. I'll just put, I'll put it simply, he's no Tom Brady. He doesn't have the Tom Brady build to be able to keep it up. Um, and his arm's not good anymore. It's deteriorating. Yeah, that was his big thing as well. That was his big strength is his arm. And right now it's just not, it's not holding up. Uh, they have guys in the room, though, that may be able to take over. Dwayne Haskins. 
I don't know if that's the answer. I'm just saying he was a starting quarterback last year. That is something. And you know, he, a lot of other teams can say the same about their runner-up quarterbacks, okay? And he looked very, very good during the preseason as well. All right, there you have it. Um, Najee Harris, though, going to be able to take snaps away from Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger in the past has led the league in passing yards strictly off of the fact that he has so many attempts and they needed a running back. Finally, here comes Najee Harris, who everyone is looking to as being like an instant top five like rushing yard candidate in their mind, basically. like be- Just because of how many attempts they think he's going to get um, and how good he looked in college and in the preseason, honestly. like This guy is a monster. I've always loved him. Said ever since he came out to Alabama, so I would look to him and say like, yeah, he's going to do a great job. It's just everything else. Um, they lost a couple of defensive players in the off season. I do not know how well they were able to replace them. I just think this is going to be the season where they start to falter, but still a winning season. Like I don't think that should. I mean, obviously it sucks because of you got into the playoffs last season. But I think, all things considered, you're still in the right hands to be able to bounce back the next season. Uh, with Najee, with your wide receiver depth. Um, They're probably are going to get a new quarterback next year. Yeah. Not this Decent year, next offensive year. line. Deshaun Watson on the Steelers? <laughs> Yo. If he even wants to fucking go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, yeah. If he doesn't want to go to Philly, I can't imagine why he'd want to go to Pittsburgh. But Yeah. I mean, I think he just really wants to go to a West team because he's yeah. looking at the Broncos. He's looking at, like other people in the West. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if Harris, the only reason, the way, only re- way that I can see that the Steelers actually do good this year is that if Harris can relieve Ben, mm-hmm. and then so it reserves his arm, and then he can make better passes, and then it's possible. Like I'm not counting Roethlisberger out. I just I'm slowly losing um faith <laughs> yeah <laughs> but not necessarily counting him out like he can still maybe carry the team to the playoffs again but it's just every year you know you have to keep wondering maybe not the same rate that we would with tom brady anymore but you have to keep wondering still even with tom brady you're like oh what if what yeah. if it was the last season we watched one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time yeah um speaking of brady let's yeah, move on to his former team <laughs> Exactly. Yes, <laughs> his former team, Patriots, nine eight. Um, they just got rid of Cam Newton, mm-hmm. and this was—I didn't even make this record in mind, but I still have him at nine eight with it, with that in mind. Uh, with Mac Jones, um, I think they will be competing for a playoff spot because first of all, it's Belichick. Second of all, they got all their defensive players back that opted out last season. Um, their defense still looks decent. Um, they really upgraded the playmakers on their team with, you know, uh, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Mac Jones has a lot to work with. I think out of all the teams that you'd want to land on in your rookie season, like, this is a pretty good one to start out with. I don't I think agree. he could have been unhappy about that. So, I mean, obviously you're going to be unhappy about how far you fall because that's a whole different, like, aspect of, like, you know, your personal value. But, like, when you really think about, like, the grand scheme of things, like, falling to the Patriots, hey, that's nothing to complain about in my mind. But I'm looking at Tom Brady's stats. Just I was curious because I was, like, trying to compare Mac Jones, like, start with Tom Brady start. Like, how mm-hmm. fast did Tom Brady, like, go up to start him with Belichick when he first reached there? 
but the first year with the Bucks, like last year, I did not know how crazy of a season he had. Yeah, he had a really good season. He had 4,600 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and 102 rating. I just, like, that just goes to show you how good Tom Brady is. Because if that was with any other quarterback, it would have been like a, like a perfect, like, season. I'm sorry for, like, that little tangent there. But, but, if, but it, if it wasn't with the Super Bowl winning team, how would he have done? That's what I wonder. That is true. I, I just want to see him on a shitty team. Yeah. Like, personally. <laughs> like, I just want to know, like, how far he could take a shitty team. I mean, the Bucks weren't... I feel like they were in the middle of the no, pack. No, 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 no. Bucks were good. They just had Jameis Winston. Yeah. Like, Bucks... Don't let don't let that season misinform you. Like, the Bucks had good depth, even, by that time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the fact that they were able to retain every single player afterwards... After the Super Bowl, like that goes uh, like most of those players didn't just come when Tom Brady came. They were already there, so like they had everything they needed. They just needed Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, next number eight, still on the bubble, not in the playoffs yet. Chargers ten seven. I really wanted to put them in the playoff like conversation. Um, I thought you know this could be the year, just not yet though. Give Justin Herbert a little bit more time. 10-7. Um, they did lose Hunter Henry, but I still think their offense is going to do fine. A lot of people are really looking at Eckler to take the next step. Like, a lot of faith in Eckler, apparently. Uh, Justin Herbert is going to, you know, continue where he left off. Just a, a amazing rookie season, a record-breaking one. And he's just he's going to ball out, I believe. Defense was an issue, but the, uh, one of their top defensive players was out for the season by the middle of the season. So I think he can come back and like really change things around. I think they have a new coach as well. Um, that could, you know, maybe it was a play calling issue that led to their ultimate demise, like losing games that they should have won. That was a huge thing. Um, like the record that they had last season wasn't really indicative of how they really played it was just like the end of games they sort of seemed to fall apart and that could have been a coaching issue maybe they fixed it we'll see i feel like that's just the definition of that franchise because i always remember the chargers Mm, being like that yeah with rivers oh man yeah (sighs) wow all right rivers is looking good in the high school scene by the way oh really i saw i saw he was coaching there i just didn't know how good he was doing yeah down in bama Pretty competitive high school scene, but he's winning. So um, now we're in the playoffs. Wild cards. Here we go. Titans ten seven. Um, I don't even know really. I'm not gonna explain the playoff teams too much unless they're like big surprises. Just because like we we've, we've seen the Titans in the playoffs. Like you know, like nothing much has changed for them to fall out. Like Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Julio, Julio now. But I don't think Julio is that big of a addition when you take into consideration that they lost Johnny Smith and Corey Davis in the same offseason. I think that honestly just makes it even. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, neutralizes things. Yeah. Next, Dolphins, 11-6. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Tua is going to take the next step. He wasn't given enough time. Uh, to really show people what he was all about because he wasn't being played at the start of the season. Um, I think they have great new weapons. Uh, defense was looking great last year. I think it's going to continue to look great. I mean, I just have no reason to believe that they wouldn't be able to take the next step in the playoffs after where they were last season 
in the conversation of the playoffs. Like, what what happened to them where they wouldn't be in the conversation, yeah. you know? like And they're, they have a really good they defense. Got they got better. Yeah, and they have a great defense as well. Yeah. Um, look for the Dolphins coach to be considered a coach of the year candidate. Just saying. Hint, hint. Browns, fifth seed, 12-5. A lot of people are saying this is, like, the best roster in the NFL. Um I, I I don't really know if that's necessarily the case, but they're definitely close. They're in the conversation for sure. Um, Odell's back. A lot of people are looking for the Browns to be the division winner. I say in upcoming seasons, maybe they'll continue battling it out. But this season, they're still going to be a wild card. 12-5 is nothing to be ashamed of. Colts 11-6. They won the division. No bias. No bias. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't know anymore. Oh shit! It, oh fuck! All right, Colts, no bias. They won their division, AFC South, fourth seed, eleven six is where I have them. So the worst division winner of the AFC group, but you know, still, still good. Okay. I'm actually surprised by the record because I thought I personally have them higher. I thought that you would have I, them. I'm higher. honestly looking at how things are going this off season. Like things look good overall, but it's just the fact of how it's literally coming down to vaccinations i hate that how that is coming a part of the conversation of how good teams are going to be but when most of your star players are unvaccinated and on a week-to-week basis you're going to find out two days in advance of a game whether or not they're going to be able to play just because they were next to someone who ended up getting covid they don't even have to get covid themselves like they could be out for games because of that like that is such a liability to your record and so I don't even know if I could still say, like, hey, they're an 11-6 team. Like, they should be. If COVID wasn't a problem, they should be. I hate the fact that because COVID is now a factor in the NFL, that that is something we have to take into consideration. Like, I don't know. But I'm just going to ignore that factor and say they're an 11-6 team because that's what they should be. They have the roster for it. They're well-rounded. Um guys who were like at depth positions like have really shown they are worth you know taking the next step and maybe even maybe even being starters like there's a lot to be very happy about in the Colts organization aside from vaccination rate so there's that Ravens 12-5 I really think Lamar Jackson is going to have a comeback season because like you know he had his MVP season and then like he kind of faltered last season other than his like he got his first playoff win like that's a big accomplishment um i think with the two guys they got sammy watkins and the rookie wide receiver i can't remember his name though um i think he's really going to be able to turn those guys into very productive receivers that he hasn't been able to do with other guys bateman yeah bateman rashad i think uh, i from what it's looked like in training camp, they've really been trying to improve his, like, passing. Like, just from the way he even, like, his form and everything. Like, they've really been focusing on that and trying to put him in plays where it's not easy for him to just run out of because they want him to get used to you're going to have to throw the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is very interesting, and I have high hopes for it, but I could easily see it not doing that great. Um, it may be one of those back to the drawing board type seasons, but we'll see. And um, congratulations to the Ravens for going twenty and zero in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twenty win streak. That's fucking crazy. Really goes to show how 
their organization is you know set up for success so why shouldn't that translate to the regular season hasn't always for most teams but when you go 20 games straight like hey i got a theory on the preseason that i will not be diving into this because this episode because that'll be way too long but i will in the next or Ooh. some other one yeah next <laughs> um second up it's the bills they don't make first yet a lot of people think they're going to be first in the conference but no they're not going to take the chiefs throne yet they're they're going to go 12-5 i think they have a not forgiving schedule i would say but it's not a very forgiving conference either so um i don't think 12-5 is anything to be ashamed of if you're the bills take the division win take the second seed and just dominate the playoffs after that point yes sir that's how i see it chiefs 16-1 not just yet of a completely winning season. What was that called? Undefeated. I don't yeah. know why I was blinking on that term. Apparently, Mahomes is trying to make this season an undefeated season. I say, yo, just worry about the Super Bowl. That's where you failed last time. It wasn't the fact that you lost some games in the regular season. It was the fact that you lost the Super Bowl, and that's why you don't have all the glory right now. Just focus on that. You don't need an undefeated season. It's nice to have. It's like, oh, a nice little extra thing that you can look back on. But... Just focus on the Super Bowl. That's why I think they're going to lose one game. To who? I don't know. Maybe as a division rival. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, that, that's my AFC. Now we go to NFC. Let's start with the Lions. I have them 3-14. and 14. I just... Matthew Stafford's gone. Most of their runs came due to Stafford. And I just... Their team... I mean, they added some couple key, quote-unquote, additions. They have Deon, DeAndre Swift swift i guess their team is just in complete shambles and i just don't i don't know how they're going to win i mean they may surprise me with jared goff but i just don't think jared goff can elevate that team like stafford did for his entire career what like a decade i don't even know how long he's been in the league then i have the giants at 4 and 13 i always go back and forth on the giants because they have so many key parts and I think their team did get better. And I put them at 4-13 and 13 because every year that I think that the Giants are actually going to do good, they always end up last in the division or bottom to last. And I don't understand how. Or like third or fourth in, in the division. I just don't know how it happens. And I think most of it is due to Daniel Jones. If they get a new quarterback, then they're off to the races because they're forming their offensive line. They have really good receivers in Galladay, Shepard. I can't remember if Golden Tate is still on that team or not. And their defense is forming as well. Their biggest flaw was their defense, and that's why they lost so many games in the last five years or so. I think their defense is better, but I just don't think they're there yet. And I think they're just in shambles. And I honestly kind of feel bad for them because they've been in shambles for such a long time. All right, uh, before you continue, yeah. Um, if this were to play out, uh, our, all of our records that we have listed, um, well, it wouldn't be possible because there's only 272 um, <laughs> games in a year, and we have recorded 281 wins. But just keep in mind, this hasn't we didn't go like in depth like game by game. This is just like roughly where we have them. That's all I have to say. <laughs> wait, how did we do that? What do you mean? Wait, how do we have more wins than more wins than games? Yeah. Well, just. Because oh wait! You didn't go game by game, so like, what do you mean? It's what? not like within your conference everything is even, you know. Oh okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a very easy mistake to make. Like, yeah. It really wasn't that far off. It's just like what nine games, so. Yeah. P 
Panthers. I got five and twelve. I have them five and twelve because I can't I can't say what the highlight of that team is. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey oh, yeah. coming back. Oh yeah, McCaffrey. Robbie back. Anderson and DJ Moore. Oh yeah, I forgot about them. They're good. That's their five wins. Solely, <laughs> solely on those three. Um, who the fuck is their quarterback? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Sam, I mean. Yeah, it's his first year. I think he still has time to develop, but I think he can develop into a great quarterback. I think it's just going to take a little bit. His first year with the Panthers, I believe, is not going to do so well. And their defense is not so great as well. I I can't name a defensive player on that team. Um, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I just feel like they're bottom of a pack kind of, like, team. Moving on to the Falcons, 7 and 10. I was, I don't know. This is a team that, Honestly, can surprise all of us, or at least me. I feel like I kind I of think so too. Yeah. yeah, I think they could. I think I kind of put them a little too low personally, but Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, their defense is forming to be a really great defense. Hopefully, their defense lost them pretty much most of the games last year, uh, but they had a lot of close games last year that their defense just lost, and I believe. A few games can go their way, but I think seven and ten is kind of underperforming them a lot. They're, I don't, yeah, they don't have Todd Gurley anymore. Who's their running back? Mike Davis. I think Mike he's Davis. a big step up. I think Mike Davis will like really prove to the league he's like one of those running backs. Like he's a big dude, um, and they also have Kyle Pitts. So. Yeah, which is a shame to hear that Davis is a much improvement than Gurley because like yeah, I know <laughs> I, I love Gurley so much and when he entered and just had that dominant of like a stretch I just like how do you go from that to like one of the uh, bottom yeah. of the barrel like backs a lot of running backs in the NFL historically like there are only some that really have like a really great fleshed out season but some just like have great highlight seasons like one to three and then it just falls apart. Yeah, it's hard to stay. It's just physically hard to keep that up, you know. And then we have the Cowboys. I, for the pure fact that they're the Cowboys, I was debating on just putting them like zero and seventeen or one and sixteen because I just absolutely hate the Cowboys. But I'm like, you know what, Caleb? Let's not do that this time. Let's actually give them a fair rating. They're probably a little bit lower. Well, I don't know. I think they're right, and I think I gave them a good record at seven and ten they they improved their defense a little bit with micah parshi parsh parsh parsons. parsons the linebacker that they got in the draft i think he's a really great linebacker to replace sean lee um i don't know if they improved their cornerbacks but that was one of their biggest issues on that defense because they just kept getting smoked i think they did they did i'm pretty sure yeah. they got someone yeah I'll, I'll look okay but on the offensive side, Dak Prescott is back. I don't know how well Dak Prescott is going to perform because of his leg and his arm. He got he I don't know exact injury he had on his arm, but he kind of threw it out during the preseason. So if it was just his leg injury, I would say that he would perform a lot better than what he is. But if you have that addition to that arm and leg, I feel like he's not going to do as great as he did in the beginning of last season which is really a shame because i saw a stat he was averaging 422 yards per game in in a four game stretch which which is the most by any quarterback in the entire uh league and history of the game and if he kept that on pace he would have over seven thousand passing yards which was insane before so, the 17th game was around yeah 
which which is just like unheard of. But um, I, I they don't. Did, they get did get a cornerback in the okay. second round. Who? Calvin who? Joseph from Kentucky. Okay, so maybe he will do well. But I feel like if you do get a fresh cornerback, then it does take a little bit uh, for them to adjust because cornerback is one of the hardest position in the league. Two, three, four. Their first six picks were all defensive players. Damn, okay, they did improve. They had a lot of picks. Yeah, they did improve their um, defense then. But a bunch of rookies on the defense, I don't know how well well that would actually do. Um, It's an investment. But they have C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Cooper. So I think they have a pretty strong offense, which will carry most games. But I think a 7 and 10 is a pretty, pretty, maybe even more positive or even up there rather than yeah. lower, if that makes sense. But Saints, eight and I have eight and nine. And the reason for this drop is because Drew Brees retired. And that's on, the only reason because they do have most of their team from when Drew Brees was there. And they are a very solid team. Um, they have a lot of pieces together. But I just think um, their defense is going to implode a little bit. And Jameis Winston is just going to go back to throwing more picks. And... Drew Brees with that team did have a lot of seven and nine records, which is crazy to hear. Or in a row, like it was like five, seven and nine seasons. So, like, what to say? Winston, like, Winston is definitely not better than Brees. So that's why I have Saints dropping so low at eight and nine. Kamara, a sleeper for most rushing yards. Yeah, I like I like that pick. Um, Bears, eight and nine. It's just too many unknowns, to be honest. I mean, Justin Fields is a very good quarterback, but I just don't know how well he's going to perform. Andy Dalton, dude. Oh, my God. I forgot about... <laughs> dude, okay. I'm switching my... Andy Dalton, 17-0. <laughs> but 8-9, I just think there's too many variables. And did they just get a new coach, too? I believe. No, I think it's still Matt Nagy. Okay. But, I don't know. They have a lot of potential. I don't know how they went, like, 12-4, and four, I believe in 2018 to go into the playoffs or like 11 and five or some crazy record. But if they can somehow conjure that season, then possibly, but I just think they're a little bit too in the shambles, but not too much Vikings nine and eight. I can see them doing a little bit better than this. I can, I think their reach is probably 11 and six. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. But I'm going to be generous at nine and eight. But they have Dalvin Cook. They have Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins, I know he gets memed on a lot. But if he can win those big games, then I feel like that's most of it. I don't know. I just re- – I, I don't know why. But I have been a big fan of the Vikings for such a long time. They got they got a pretty decent defense. And if they can just win some of those close games again, because they did lose a lot of those games, close games, and I believe that they can do a lot better. And then <laughs> I got the Eagles, 9-8, and eight, my team. I – they're going to m- make the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say they barely won or barely or on the cusp of the playoffs. They barely didn't get into it. And I have that because I have Washington winning the division. At, to break the NFC East streak? Yes. Wow. Uh, it's going to be a very sad day. And I wish the Eagles broke the streak, but I'm having Washington break the streak. But I'm having Washington and the Eagles at nine and eight. Um, and then Washington going into the playoffs due to a tiebreaker because I believe that Washington is going to get a game on us. So, yeah, that's I wanted to do another Eagles video and go more in depth than that. So that's why I'm moving on to the Cardinals. I have the Cardinals at 10 and 7. They're 
DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. Yeah, they're with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I just feel like. And they added some key players to that defense. I just think that they're they they have to explode one season. Like they have too many solid players. JJ Watt too. They have too many like solid players. I don't know where Chandler Jones is going to go, but it's just they have a lot of solid players that I just can't, they have to have a few good seasons. Like they can't just be mediocre constantly. Yeah, this is their chance to really break into the playoffs before the the cap hit. Basically. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, well, I guess like a kind of shocker, quote unquote, I am having all four of the NFC West division. Not that big of a shocker. Yeah. I mean, a in lot the playoffs. of people have been theorizing it, I guess. But yeah. Would it, if it actually happens, like that is still crazy. Yeah. But I have Rams at 10 and 7. I, I feel like that's at the floor. I feel like Matt Stafford can really elevate that team a lot better than Jared Goff has so 10 and 7 is like the four i feel like they can go i feel like they can do a lot better because math matthew stafford is that good of a quarterback mm-hmm. that i think that that can elevate that team a lot more and then i got the niners 11 and 6 the reason why i have them doing so good comparatively last year last year they had a, a shit ton of in- injuries um but this year i feel like most of their players are healthy and i just feel like a healthy 49ers team is scary that defense is scary um, Trey Lance. I don't. That quarterback situation is kind of up in the air. No one but really knows. But they still got Garoppolo. Yes, two decent quarterbacks, but I, I don't. At least, at, at least, least decent. Yes. Um, and then Washington. I kind of already talked on. I have them nine and eight. I said earlier that they're going to get over the Eagles due to beating them and beating the tiebreaker to get in. So it's going to be another very close division. Bucks twelve. Chase Young, baby. <laughs> I have the Bucks twelve and five. That's a still a very good record, but I just don't think they're going to do as great as they did last year because it's kind of hard to repeat for any team to have back to back great seasons, um, in this league, and have that many wins. I mean, that's still a Super Bowl record, though. Yeah, and then Packers thirteen and four. They still have Aaron Rodgers. I that's still up on the air. I don't know what he's doing, but I think he's coming back. No, yeah, or, he, yeah he, he's yeah. definitely gonna stay one year because they like renegotiate his contract and it they they have it ending after the season now, so he's just gonna stick around a little more. Yeah, um, what dance per se? Ooh, Ooh. Michael Jordan, and- <laughs> Super Bowl winning team, possibly. Oh, dude, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. like what is like? Would he take a? Would he resign if they won the Super Bowl? I don't think he would. I I don't know. I I don't know. But like, yeah. why? How couldn't you? He may you retire every, if you have everything you want. No, but he definitely wants to play more football. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, if you're able to win a Super Bowl, like, why not just keep playing more football? You know. Yeah. He just wants to bring it to another team. I think he just wants to live in California. Honestly, yeah. that's what it seems like. But his hair, dude. Hairdo with the fucking like man bun. Have you seen those pictures? I haven't. He looks beautiful. I'll, I'll look. There's this one picture of him in like pajamas and like a man bun, like pajama bottoms and stuff, and it looks awesome. Yeah, he's been relaxing this season. With everything going on, it just seems like he's very relaxed. And so I think that's a good thing because yeah. like if you're on Deshaun Watson's side, who basically tried to pull the same shit, um, it does not seem like he's been relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. there's also the whole going to court thing, but you know. Yeah, I just think he's he's at the stage of his career where he just wants to have fun, and I think he's doing the, just that. 
Um, so, so it seemed yeah. like any of his teammates have any bad blood with him for trying to leave. It just seemed like, you know, he's made things up. They probably just understand. <laughs> 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 and then finally, I have the Seahawks at a very, very good record at 14-3. and three. That's so crazy yeah. to me. They have the Seahawks. Yeah. Number one seed. That's uh, crazy to me. The only reason why I have this record is because they went 12-4 and four last year with Wilson being butt-ass, like, so fucking bad. Butt-ass. <laughs> like, I don't even know. that. I've never heard of that. I just thought. <laughs> they also did have, like, a considerable amount of injuries on the defensive side. Yeah. But, like, second-half Seahawks team was so bad, but they still ended up at a 12-4 and four record, which is insane. And I think they're going to get one more – wait. Yeah. I I just – <laughs> because I was just tr- my brain was trying to compute a twelve and four season with a fourteen and three season. Oh, like one more win, but there's now an extra game, so like yeah, two more wins. Yeah. yeah, my brain just wasn't computing that for yeah. some reason. Um, Seahawks fourteen and three. I think Wilson is going to have his finally MVP season where he has. He's gonna have to compete with Lamar Jackson. Though. Yes, I think Lamar Jackson is has a good chance. Yeah, his comeback season. Yes, but I finally think that. Wilson is going to have a complete season on the Seahawks and not just a first half kind of guy. I'm all saying. That's all, all I'm right. saying. I mean, that leads us in the NFL awards pretty well yeah. then. I don't have Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking fake, dude. That's hilarious. Oh my God. Literally, I hadn't seen the side of the section for the predictions NFL awards, and it does not say Russell Wilson. I'll tell you that. Um, I was waiting for your reaction on that. Um, maybe. All right, I'm going to reset the camera. Yeah, yeah, before we get started. Honestly, I think it's an accomplishment if Russell Wilson just gets an MVP vote. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> like he hasn't gotten one yet, so. Mm. All right. All right. So What's this is how our NFL award predictions are going to work. We have a um, real quote unquote prediction that is like, you know, of the top candidates, who do we think is going to actually get that award? And then a stretch, like very unlikely to get it. Um, basically, when you look at like the the sports books, like the odds makers, like if they're not in the top 10, then they're considered a stretch. Um, so, yeah, that's how we're doing the MVP like that's how we're doing every category um you get two points for a correct actual prediction but you get one point for a correct stretch yeah um so yeah that's the point system there um let's do this a little bit fast yeah yeah, speed run this speed Speed run run. speed mvp i have matthew stafford and you have i have josh allen oh shit i I think matthew stafford going from the lions to the rams that's the transition he needs i think people are underestimating him from what it seems like i think he's going to do great yeah i feel like matthew stafford is a little bit of a stretch a little bit really yeah i don't think so but josh allen he had an mvp season last year and come on it's josh allen it's josh motherfucking out all right yeah josh allen i think yeah he's He's definitely of the like top three candidates. Mm-hmm. Stafford maybe like eight to ten. But, yeah. Uh, stretch. I have two attack of high level. <laughs> I, I just love the guy. I think you know he's he's a worthy stretch. I have Carson Wentz. I think he can elevate to that MVP self, but I just love him. Well, not really because he's fucking not vaccinated and he fucking got COVID. <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. You fucking. He didn't get COVID. Oh, he didn't he get got, COVID. 
contact traced, but whatever. Motherfucker, just get your vaccine. All right. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> just because he's for the Colts. Yeah. Ah, okay. Offensive player of the year. Stefan Diggs. Like, why not? You know, like, honestly, yeah. everyone's going to debate this. Like, is it Josh Allen or is it Stefan Diggs? To me, I think it's pretty 50-50, but Stefan Diggs has the edge. I think Stefan Diggs is a better player than Josh Allen. That's just how I see it. That's Every time I watch them play, that's what I see. Um, not to say Josh Allen's bad by any means, but Stefan Diggs is just better. Um, and I think he's, he will win Offensive Player of the Year if they have another season like last season. I, I, I agree. Mine is a little bit of a stretch because you don't really find that many tight ends winning Offensive Player of the Year, but I have Travis. Kyle Pitts. No. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I have Travis Kelsey. I just he had such a great season last year, and I just think he's going to have another explosive year. Yeah. Please, for my fantasy sake, have another explosive year like he did last year. Yeah. But he's just so elite. He's the best tight end ever, possibly. And for my fantasy sake, my stretch is Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> also for the Colts' sake, yes. I just think like when was the last time a Colts player got an NFL award? I literally do not remember. Uh, Andrew Luck, comeback player of the year, probably. Yes. No, Darius Leonard got defensive rookies here. Okay, whatever. Um, it's just like not. It doesn't happen too often. I would love to see Jonathan Taylor number twenty-eight get it. Uh, for my stretch, I have Miles Sanders. Um, I the only reason why I did this, to be honest, was because you put Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think he's a versatile back, and I feel like Jonathan Taylor and Miles Sanders play very similar. With but a, Taylor's better, so. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, <laughs> but I also did this for the next one for the defensive player. I did the same strategy for the stretch oh, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My defensive player of the year is Chase Young. I think going forward, it's going to be a battle between Chase Young and Aaron Donald for defensive player of the year. I agree with that, but not really. <laughs> um, I think TJ Watt is going to get defensive player of the year. Because he deserved it last year. Yeah, 100%. And I think I th- he's a very good defensive player and i just think he needs to win the defensive player because i put him in the defensive player award winning and i need the points and (laughs) (laughs) Um, my stretch is darius leonard he's coming off of a a hot contract um he looks pumped up for the new season he's very disappointed how things ended last year i think he's gonna pop off i just i see it in his energy but he just gotta get back to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyways <laughs> who's your stretch i have fletcher cox um i think he's a veteran in this league and he's been popping off the past few years and i think this is a season where he takes it to the next level even in an in his age mm. he's he's a pretty old guy but i think he's going to have that's not how you spell his name now <laughs> <laughs> looking at it Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways. But I, I think this is the year where he takes it to the next level and really, really, really explodes. Really? <laughs> um, my offensive rookie of the year candidate is Justin Fields because I think when you weigh the two factors of how good is your team to take you to the next level and how good are you as a player, like clearly Mac Jones probably, probably has the better team, but he does not have the skill set 
that Justin Fields has. I think Justin Fields has like the best of both worlds situation where he can become the offensive rookie of the year um, as long as he continues showing up and beats out Andy Dalton at some point in the season. Because, like, what? I, I don't think uh, Justin Herbert got his start until, like, game week three. Like, yeah. you just got to hope Andy Dalton has a similar situation. Well, not a similar situation because we don't wish players get injured and by their own team doctor at that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, not the same situation, but, yeah. Um, and Herbert still broke records, so. Yep. Um, and then I got my boy Trevor Lawrence. He's on my fantasy team, and I think he's the favorite with um, yeah. understandable because he's just been such an elite player all of his career throughout yeah. high school and college. And I just think he played a really decent preseason. I mean, it doesn't say too much because it is preseason games, but it says a little bit. Um, and if he just doesn't throw interceptions, I feel like just – on his name basis, people are going to yeah, – or the, the voters are going to go his way. A little bias. Yeah. Like, all he has to do is not throw interceptions. And Popularity contest. Yeah. Um, yeah. My stretch is Rashad Bateman because I feel like he's a wide receiver who's in a good enough system that, you know, he could be very productive. Um, he doesn't have a lot of competition for how many, like, targets he's going to get. Um, there is Sammy Watkins. There is the other guy on the Ravens who's – it was like Marquise Brown, the only mm-hmm. other like notable wide receiver, I guess. Um, I think he could have a very similar situation to Justin Jefferson. Not to say that he is as good as Justin Jefferson, but a similar situation. And then uh, for my stretches with Devontae Smith. He has uh, to be top 10 in odds. Are you kidding me? He's the Heisman winner. Yeah, I was trying to look at it. Hold on. Here, I just, I, I think he may be in the top 10, but... I was kind of, I my excuse that I was going to present one two three four five six seven eight nine. Damn it! Okay, okay. My excuse for that because I think I did see that, but I was I was going to change it to another player. If, like this doesn't flow, but I was kind of going to stretch because he is a wide receiver and wide receivers don't yeah, really. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll excuse it. Thank you. Because thank it's you. also hard to find a good enough rookie yeah. outside the top ten. Anyways, it makes more sense for the other categories, but not so. Not yeah. So this one. I was going to say if it was like a QB, I would be like, no. Like, I, I just feel like solely because he is a wide receiver. All right. Yeah. Anyways, Defensive Rookie of the Year, I have Quiddy Pay, Colts guy. He looked amazing preseason, had the best rookie defensive grade, I think. Um, at least that's what Pro Football Focus says, but a lot of people don't like Pro Football Focus. So. Um, Quiddy Pay is my candidate. I will campaign the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to put um, pay as well, but, like, I just didn't want to, like, put the same as you because, like, I wanted to be as different as possible. But I put Caleb Farley mm. solely because of his name, Caleb. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's a pretty decent cornerback. It's a little bit of a stretch because you don't find, I believe, cor- he's a cornerback, right? It's yeah. just a hard thing to find, yeah. like statistics for them whereas yeah. like defensive ends that's pretty clear linebackers yeah. they got tackles um, yeah so it's it's a little bit of a stretch because he is a cornerback and i did evaluate that before i put him in but i think he can have an electric season and shock voters mm-hmm. uh, my stretch is a cornerback greg newsome honestly nothing big there it was just hard to find a really good stretch and i was like yeah well might as well greg newsome i liked i liked his tape when he was you know um 
going into the draft because I knew Colts may be looking at a cornerback, but they weren't likely to take one that early, but whatever. That's who I have. My stretch is Asante Samuel Jr. I, I like I I don't know. I just liked him in the dra- in the draft. I Sixth, yeah. yeah. Um there's not really a solid reason why I got him. Um another same basis cuz of his father, Asante Samuel. Mm. He was a very good corner and I was like, you know, maybe his son possibly yeah. will do the same. All right, comeback player of the year. I got Dak Prescott. Like I think he's the like widely the favorite but there are also a lot of pretty good candidates this year in comparison to past years um so we'll see but i think Dak prescott is definitely like in everyone's eyes like oh he deserves it so he already has that going for him i have saquon barkley and the reason (laughs) i'm i'm sorry for my spelling but uh the reason why i didn't pick prescott was because of his arm to his or his injury to his arm and I don't know how well he was going to actually play, and I don't know if he's going to get further injured and like be out for the rest of the season again. That variable, I was kind of a little uneasy because of how injury prone he is now. That's why I picked Saquon Barkley. Right. Um. So yeah, and then he's a very likely candidate candidate as well because of his torn ACL. And yeah. All right, my stretch is Jameis Winston. Which I really don't think is that much of a stretch because he isn't a good enough system to really... If you were to be put in any system to prove that you can bounce back from your, you know, eh, career, um, this like this is a pretty good one. You know, you have a recent Offensive Player of the Year winner and you have fucking Alvin Kamara who scored six touchdowns in the game. So, yeah. yeah. Kind of similar to the Cam Newton situation, but with better weapons. Yep. Um, my stretch is Von Miller, and the reason why I have Odell is there because I didn't know if Von Miller was too high or not. Oh, in the here I can look. Yeah, back. because if because I looked on couples uh websites and he was kind of like on lower. Edge. I mean, if you find one where he's not in the top ten, that's all. Good. Yeah, but I I just know that he is a very good player and he's like up there, so I don't know how stretch of a player he is he's like at nine on the one i'm looking at i think i'll let it slide well, was, odell is definitely out of the top 10 though yeah here let me switch it to odell because i already have like a top 10 sure um but i do have odell in there as well because he did get injured and i think he can have a very good uh season again all right um coach of the year i'm putting frank reich um Honestly, that's kind of just biased, but, like, you know, he's going to have a winning season um, unless, like, worst-case scenario, everyone dies on the team. But um, <laughs> but I think he's just a great coach, and he's also kind of a gambler, so it's like a bit of luck. Like, if he does some crazy things that end up going well for him, just, like, out of luck, then, you know, a lot of people may look at him like, oh, he's a genius, and, like, you know, get him the award. So... And I also think, like, everyone's, like, counting out Carson Wentz, but and every, the whole storyline is, like, oh, Frank Reich um, gave Carson Wentz his best season with the Eagles when he was the coordinator. So, you know, if Carson Wentz returns to former glory with Frank Reich, like, the storyline becomes true, the narrative. Like, Frank Reich deserves Coach of the Year, if that happens. Mm-hmm. For mine, I have Ron Rivera. Last year, I also picked Ron. I don't know if I put Ron Rivera in the stretch or in my actual coaching thing, but I love. I was a big advocate for Ron Rivera. He, you okay? 
but I was a big advocate for Ron Rivera, even though he was the coach for Washington. But I just love his story, and he just has such an incredible story, and he should have won coach of the year last year. I agree. That was the biggest snub, I feel, because he was literally taking, like, IVs, like, during halftime or whatever for, like, his cancer, and then he beat cancer as well. Made playoffs with three different starting quarterbacks that couldn't even, like, get good statistics. Like, that's crazy. And then lost to the Super Bowl-winning, like, team as well and almost beat them. Like, that's... Oh, my God. Like, how don't... How? Like, I was so fucking confused you know, and pissed I, off. I do hope he wins Coach of the Year this yeah. season. Um, my stretch, though, is Cliff Kingsbury because I was just looking at the odds like, oh, how is he not in the top ten? I feel like with the Cardinals, like, could very easily, you know, happen, you know? And then I have Nick Sirianni, stretch. No, but if he does lead this Eagles team to the playoffs, like I would give it to him too. Honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, that wraps it up because I I'm going to be I have a COVID test at 11:05 and it's currently 11:01. I'm going to be a little bit late, but I think they still accept it. Like five to ten minutes late. Thanks for watching. I hope. Uh, yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Quote unquote Dixie D'Amelio. Oh